Radio. Hello, hello. Hello. <gasps> Yay. <sighs> it's been a while. Right? Like, we got to do this more often. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Let's, let's see what months we got coming up where we need people. Uh... <laughs> well, we've got Goot Timber coming, so. Oh, yeah. get that... us on the list. Oh, you're you're number one on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I decided we're what we're going to listen, what we're going to watch just yet, but I'm excited. So. <laughs> that was a short circuit, or Can't Stop the Music, yeah. or one of the first four police academies. <laughs> I love Citizens <clears throat> on Patrol. Yeah, yeah, girl number four. You got to save that one for Stork and Peacock. Come oh, on. Wow. <laughs> I cannot, I can't even say the name of the movie without like in my head doing it in the Bobcat Goldthwaite voice. Like it just, it just doesn't come out any other way. So. Oh, see, I, I go in like that full opening song, the Citizens on Patrol, we on a roll. <laughs> bo, bo, bo. Yeah, we actually used to have a Blue Oyster Club here in Houston. <laughs> I don't know that it was anything like that Blue Oyster Club, but every time I saw it, I was like, "Uh I know what happens in there because I was a little kid and that's what your brain does. So, Oh, yeah. (laughs) They They prefer the company of men. Who doesn't? (laughs) Uh, So, hey, Bill, Liz. I'm doing all right. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Guess, see, how's the temperature and everything down there in Texas? Is it ridiculous know, like everywhere else? No, it's no, actually they, been... We're under the heat, though. Yeah, they, have, they went like, to Oregon. Hurricane. Yeah, well, we do have Oregon, oh. so we do have heat. But right now, it's been raining for the last month. So it's actually been, like, crazy pleasant. And I kind of feel bad because our uh, <laughs> my moderator for our book club page, Chelsea, lives in uh, Saskatchewan. And she's like, I think you sent your weather up here. It's 105. I'm like, sorry. Yeah. I was like, well, technically you sent your spring down here when it was 12. Like, we don't know how to do 12. And they turned off our fucking power for this goddamn weather three exchange to program nine is days. grossly whack. <laughs> Terrible. It's like, we're not even getting any cultural appreciation out of it. Come on. <laughs> They're threatening to turn off our air conditioners again. And like the people who have the Wi-Fi controlled thermostats. They are physically blocking what people can do on those. We don't have that because I don't want my house to be smarter than I am. So like 70 degrees, go fuck yourself. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, we'd like for you to keep it on 78 during the day, like a psychopath. 82 when you're sleeping. I'm like, if it's 82 in my house, I'm already dead. If it's 82 at night, I'm dead. And 85 when you leave the house. Yeah. I'm like, no, y'all are crazy. Y'all are crazy. So we're psychopaths. We do keep our house at 78, but that's because we keep the upstairs at 78 because all the air conditioning actually stays downstairs. Right. Well, yeah. (laughs) So it's, it's gotta be what, like 72 down here? Yeah. Yeah. 70, 72. Yeah. I mean, our last house we kept at 60, um, our downstairs was miserable. Upstairs was an ice box till we realized that like one of the vents in the attic just wasn't connected at all. The, the one that went downstairs. So we're like, oh, maybe you could, I don't know, hook that back up so we're not spending $300 a month to air condition the fucking attic. Like we don't live in the attic. Like, come on. Yeah. I mean, maybe somebody was, but it certainly wasn't me. So <laughs> eating their fish heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, we're, we don't have it the worst, but it's like 96 today, and mm. like, when Steve was growing up here, it never got over like 80, so mm. it's like insane here, and it's like 112 
down in Salt Lake. And then I, I just looked. It's 115 in my hometown. Blech. Yeah, we're, like, we're used to 99 to 104 before you had the humidity. So we're used to that. So it's, ugh. like I said, that, and last summer it wasn't bad either. But we also had like 18 hurricanes come directly at us. They all veered at the last second. But it was like, all right, we're just waiting for the big one here. I guess we're just going to die. But at least it won't be that hot. So win-win. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we'll die comfortable. Oh my God, Always yeah. look on the bright side of life. <laughs> 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 I was still a boy when I first climbed this hill and saw what was to become my city. I named it Camelot. Camelot. A kingdom of brotherhood. Lancelot, what I offer is no life of privilege, but a life of service. And if you want it, it's yours. A city of dreams. I want to marry you, not your crown, or your army, just you. He doesn't know, does he? Doesn't know what? That you and I have met before. Surrounded by enemies. Maligant wants Camelot. He always has. <laughs> Strengthened by courage. God uses people like you, Lockheed. Tell me what you want, and it's yours. All I want in life is you. You know who it must be. Nothing could shatter this perfect world. The great Arthur and his great dream. Except the one thing. For just one moment, forget who you are. The only thing. Do you love him? Powerful enough to destroy it. Steve. And I'm busy. And this is Everything I Learned from Movies. movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. Oh, we are <laughs> starting off King August. Oh. <laughs> A month long celebration of King Arthur movies with 1995's First Night. I've never seen this movie, Steve. Oh, well, you're in for a treat. <laughs> uh, and not only because of that. We have a guest, babe. <gasps> oh, no, and I'm not wearing a bra. Oh, well, I don't think that'll be an issue because we have Liz from the Nerdy Bitches podcast. Oh, Welcome, Liz. And she's not wearing a bra either. <laughs> hey, three for three, baby. <laughs> hey, guys, what's up? 
Oh, just watching uh, King Arthur movies from the 90s. How about you? I'm so sorry. I also watched a King (laughs) Arthur movie from the 90s. (laughs) Oh, we should talk about it. We We have so much in common. I know. It's crazy. Steve. Yeah. We're about to not be sober, which is going to help a lot. But is it just me or was this basically a Robin Hood movie? It really... Okay. (laughs) That's going to be the thing. We did January... Or was it January? No, February. February. That's right. Because it was, Hercules it, was, it, was, it was Hood Movie Month. Robin Hood. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, one of the things I watched. When I watched it again, I was like, this wants to be Prince of Thieves so bad. So right? bad. So but bad. It, but it's just not. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in celebration of this movie, um, I don't know about you, babe. I'm a little thirsty. I'm a little sober. <laughs> uh, I have a beverage. Alaskan Breweries. White ale. In honor uh, of the cast. The, possibly the whitest cast I've seen in a long, Super long time. Super white. When Sean Connery's the darkest guy on your cast, you might want to reevaluate your casting. Well, you know, he's a, he's a Spaniard, right? <laughs> no, he's an Egyptian, Egyptian by way, by of, way Spain. of Spain. Yeah, okay. Depends on the movie. Depends yeah. on the movie. Yeah. Uh, but this is a, a Whit-style ale brewed with spices. 5.3% alcohol by volume. It has a polar bear and Aurora Borealis on it. Aurora Borealis at this time of year. Located entirely on that can. That's right. Uh, <laughs> my top. Ah, his top. Nice. And hmm. the pool. Yeah. Ooh, it is very white ale. <laughs> It's got a very pale golden color to it. It has a nice foamy white head <laughs> that's dissipating quickly. Ooh, you can smell like the Ooh. like cardamom on it. Almost. Yeah, you get like a little bit of that clove aroma from the hop. Yeah. Yeah. Steve's going in for the sip. <gasps> oh, yeah, that's nice and smooth. Yeah, it's got a little bit of that, like, Belgian yeast quality to it, but, uh... Um, yeah, that's the, that uh, Alaskan uh, alt yeast that they use. Yeah. Oh, no, it's an alt white. <laughs> oh, oh, no! no. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, not a bad beverage. We've had this a couple times before, and it's always a, a treasure. We like this beer so much that when we were in Alaska, we went and toured their facility, and we bought ourselves a tap handle, mm-hmm. despite not having a keg grater yet. So? Of the polar <laughs> bear. Head. We were very optimistic right? that we would have one suit soon enough, and we do! Yeah! <laughs> Liz, are you drinking anything tonight? Just Dr. Pepper, like the true Texas addict that I am. Yeah! yeah going hard! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I recently got to try the Dr. Pepper, uh, was it the Cream Shop edition or something? Oh, the cream soda one? Yeah, it was actually pretty good. It's not bad. It tastes a lot more like cream soda than you would expect it to, and it's it's pretty good. I actually yeah, it, tried the the zero sugar version because I hate a diet Dr Pepper. It's like the worst mm-hmm. thing anyone has ever made, like ever. But, I'd like oh, to introduce you to Diet Mountain Dew. I was gonna say that's <sighs> you the know, most of the diet like... anythings are terrible, but Diet Dr yeah. Pepper is particularly rancid. But the zero sugar Dr Pepper tastes almost exactly the same, and I think it has Ooh. to do like. I, I think I'm that person who can taste the aspartame in these drinks, and, the and it just tastes disgusting. But this, with whatever the hell they make it with, so much better. So 
I'm sure. The I mean, that's not what I'm drinking now because I <laughs> just prefer diabetes to flow through my veins. It's better. But, uh... <laughs> See, aspartame makes me vomit. So yeah, there you go. Ugh. Yeah, uh, yeah. We got a uh, we we stopped in at a gas a gas station and decided we wanted something with a lot of ice. Mm-hmm. So we went to the fountain drinks, and yeah, they had the uh, the the cream soda edition, Dr Pepper, and goji berry mountain dew mm. yeah <laughs> and i thought who does the buying for this location because <laughs> this is that's like right. that is a that is a, meth, goji a methy tweaker right there that is buying <laughs> that particular brand of sugar nonsense so oh and not just like in the bottles this was the fountain oh, yeah, yeah. like yeah. flavors uh bucky's is like that we have this uh big gas station chain here like a trucker type stop but it's also mm-hmm. like a massive tourist destination for some reason like the biggest gas stations you will ever see and they sell everything like nice you need a deer feeder we got them you need a crawfish <laughs> boil pot we got those too do you want a giant fucking beaver wearing a t-shirt mm, we have a lot of those so wow. yeah we bought the entire stock oh, i thanks. smell a road trip <laughs> <laughs> we can compare it to the come and go yeah yeah it's like a come and go but bigger so. oh snap yeah like a tna I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Are those just a California Nevada thing? I don't know. The, the TNA? We mostly TNA? have, we have Bucky's oh. and we have like Loves or something here. Oh, like, yeah, we yeah, have truck loves, stops yeah. on the road. But every time we go to my mother-in-law's house, because she lives in the Texas Hill Country and we live down in Houston. So in between, there is a Bucky's on like our end and one on her end. So you have to, you have to make both stops, like coming and yeah. going. So. They just get you. They're like a hundred miles apart. I think they literally space all the Bucky's like a hundred miles apart, so that you're like, okay, I can't, I can't make any further. This is as far as ooh, clean bathroom, and they do. They, I've like thrown up in every bathroom in Texas, and these are the cleanest by far. So excellent. So we have an expert. Oh yeah, (laughs) thoroughly inspected from the ground up. I'm I'm telling you, if there's a place you want to stick your head anywhere near a toilet, it's a Bucky's. So very clean, very clean. Uh, Speaking of head in the toilet, first night. (laughs) I still don't even know how this title really relates to this movie because he wasn't the first one. No, he becomes. I mean, yeah. I guess he's the first one to bang the king's wife. Well, I mean, they were married twelve minutes, so it's totally fine. (laughs) Now I step in for the Christmas marriage. No, not yet. Anyway, maybe this has something to do with it. Uh, From director Jerry Zucker. Who's he, Steve? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked, because I had to double-check, like, wait, the Jerry Zucker I'm thinking of? Yes, the director of Airplane, and Police Squad, and Top Secret, and Ruthless People, and Ghost, and apparently this, and Rat Race, for fuck's sake. That's some range right there. I mean, just Ghost and Airplane. From a pure spoof straight to whatever this was. Maybe maybe that's the problem. Maybe it was supposed to be spoofy. I I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. Like, originally it was, like, written as a spoof or something. I'm like, no, this is actually a little too serious. we got to cut this a little differently. Guys, this movie, but instead of Richard Gere, we get uh, Jim Carrey. Yeah. I could see it. Well, I was I was it telling someone today, right. you know, uh, you you hear all this the all the anti-police stuff and whatever that's that's going out. I saw a meme that popped up that says, "Well, why do we say that?" I mean, systemic racism because nobody says fuck the fire department. I'm like, nobody says that, but now I'd like to hear that song, and if it's written by Weird Al, it's even better. So, right? <laughs> fuck the fire department. That's right. Nope. <laughs> 
Actually, the only review for our, our local fire department is a one-star review. It says, don't even bother calling. Mm-hmm. They're going to condescend you because they don't think it's a big enough emergency. And I'm like, I want to know what this is. There's, there's a video trend that's on TikTok right now that's like a picture of hot firefighters without shirts on. And then it's like a lady has, you know, do edit it or whatever. And she like lights a lighter, like I'm going to light my house on fire. And there's a police or a fire chief is like, don't do it. We don't look like that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You're going to have some ugly ass firemen showing up at your house. <laughs> yeah. It's like that has been my experience having to call fire departments in my lifetime. So yeah. they're good for saving cats. Actually, they say not to do that anymore. Oh, Get your own well, cat out of the tree. Yeah, just wait. Oh, I will. Down. It's, it's a cat. Oh, no. <laughs> it knows where it's fed and only there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but okay. So, all right. So maybe it has something to do with the writing of this movie. Well, the story comes from Lauren Cameron. Who's he or she? I don't know. But they wrote Like Father, Like Son, this, and then animated tales like Brother Bear, Over the Hedge, and The Nut Job. But those are all good movies. What? Okay. What? I mean, Brother Bear and what? Over the Hedge are cute. Yeah, they're all right. Brother Bear's great. Brother Bear is better than it needed to be, even. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the other story writer, David Hoselton, Hols- uh, H- uh, his other credits are episodes of House MD, Chicago PD, Bull, and The Good Doctor. So he's the one writing this stuff that he my mom this. consumes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised uh, Madam Secretary isn't among it. But, uh, <laughs> the Good Wife. <laughs> okay, but screenplay from William Nicholson. Who's he? Well, Indian Summer, Nell, This, Grey Owl, <gasps> yeah, Pierce Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan is, Brosnan is American. an American, Gladiator, <laughs> Elizabeth the Golden Age, Les Miserables, wow. Mandela, Long Walk to Freedom, Unbroken, Everest, Breathe, and Hope Gap. So this guy lost a bet to do this, <laughs> to do this movie. <laughs> He was just coming off nail and Jerry Zucker's like, all right, all right, let me just bring you in for a rewrite because apparently this isn't a comedy, but I signed on for it. (laughs) By the way, we've done on this her podcast. I I actually do recommend everybody go watch Grey Owl starring Pierce Brosnan as a Native American. It makes sense at the end. (laughs) (laughs) But he actually does a really good job portraying that character. And it's directed by Dr. Hammond from uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Who weirdly looks exactly like my dad now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's up, Todd? Uh, <laughs> tell, okay. me, tell me my dad doesn't look exactly uh, like Hammond. Yeah, yeah, kind of <laughs> does. Like a, like a slow roasted Hammond. <laughs> uh, speaking of slow roasted, the cast includes... <laughs> Richard Gere as Lancelot. Not enough gerbil content. Spoiler alert. Wait, what? <laughs> Sir Sean Connery as King Arthur. It's, it's in Sean Connery's cheeks. That's where the gerbil yeah. is. Oh. oh. Hello, Pickles. Welcome to the party. Uh, Julia Ormond as Guinevere. Remember her? I love her. Who? Uh, <laughs> she she definitely had a like four-year run there in the mid-90s where it was like... She was in the remake of Sabrina with Harrison Ford that is fantastic. Yeah, and uh, like, uh, was it Legends of the Fall? And mm-hmm. uh, also, yeah, Ben Cross as Prince Ma- Maligant, uh, Liam Cunningham, you know him as the guy from Game of Thrones. 
uh ralph innocent i think he was also in game of thrones i think like I think most of yeah. the cast was, in, cast game was in the game of thrones yeah so yeah the... yeah pretty much everybody but our leads is just they they were like somebody was watching this and was like this is what we need for our white people drama mm. oh i'm sure sean connery was offered a role He's oh like, yeah i'm sure they I'm all good. were and they're like mm, we're, we didn't um, we didn't down that road we're okay pretty sure richard Gere wasn't wow <laughs> all right guys sidetrack because the episode's already gonna take four hours Richard Gere in Game of Thrones. Who's he playing? Oh, uh, the the uh, Jamie. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie Lannister. Lannister. Jamie yeah, Lannister yeah. as well. He's gonna have the wig for it. Yeah, <laughs> you could just dye the one he's wearing in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I just not a Richard Gere fan? I'm not. I'm not either. Yeah, say <laughs> again. Three, three for three. We're on the roll. <laughs> I mean, it's like, okay, like, looking back at Richard Gere's career, it's like, uh, let's see, Chicago, eh, okay, he played, a, like, a sleazy manager or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, I saw it once and then never again. Pretty Woman? Yeah. I mean... I mean... Yeah, he plays a John. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, yeah. a so condescending sleazy. dickhead John that just happens to fall in love at the end kind of situation. Look, when Jason Alexander's the voice of uh. reason in your movie, you have some... <laughs> <laughs> You have some issues here, Marshall. I'm looking at you, blank man. Wait. Spe- okay, speaking of random-ass directors to direct a movie, Gary Marshall, it's a comedy, you see? Uh, what? Yeah. No! Okay. Alright, so Jerry Zucker's first night. Um. <laughs> Sounds like a weird Batman remake. We did at least get a really good composer on this situation, though. So Jerry, yeah. Jerry Goldsmith is amazing, so... Gee, what else would we know Jerry Goldsmith from specifically in 1995? <laughs> uh, oh, there was that one movie. And there's a video! Congo, baby! Woo! <laughs> there's the tie-in thanks, right there. Thanks for the setup, Liz. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, I saw this movie in the theater in 1995. Oh. I was a senior in high school because why i don't know i don't know i don't know how we got there i don't know why we got there but we saw it in the movie theater in 1995 and i immediately left said movie theater went to the sam goody record store down the hall and bought the soundtrack for this movie because it was amazing and i was like the music is so good and then i went back and watched the movie i was like oh that's right that's why I never watched the movie more than once, but the music is really good. So hmm. that was me in Dracula 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my friend gave gave me the CD for my birthday, thinking I had already seen it because mm. I was like into that kind of stuff. And I'm like, this soundtrack is amazing. This movie must be great. Who's Gerard Butler? Oh. <laughs> Hyde is in it. <laughs> Well, Liz, I was I was right there with you. Fourteen year old Steve was in the theater, probably watching Congo for the third time, right. and thought, "I'll spend another dollar at the theater to watch this first night movie." It's got James Bond as King Arthur. What's not to love? Yeah, uh, you'd already been King Arthur a couple I was of confused. times. I was confused the entire time watching it as a kid because I'm just like, "Am I supposed to be rooting for Lancelot?" Yeah, I wasn't. I was like, <laughs> "Dick," but but you still watch it, and I mean, and he was relevant in the '90s, so it was like, "Oh, it's a new Richard Gere movie. Let's go!" Oh, Sean Connery's in it. That's great. But coming back and watching it in my '40s is a very different experience. Is it wrong the whole time through this movie, Steve? Because we have seen so many Robin Hood movies, I kept thinking, "Didn't Sean Connery get killed by his wife already in the movie before this?" Uh. <laughs> 
so no, many. No, no, no. He, he was the surprise uh, Prince John or whatever at the end of it. He was the king. He was the king. He was King Richard. Come on. You, Richard, you've Richard, seen, that's it. Liz, yeah. you've seen uh, Robin and Marion, right? No, not that one. Ah, uh, you should. It's oh, actually pretty good. 300 and other the, versions of Robin Hood. So. Oh, you've not seen the ending of Robin and Marion? No. <laughs> but I will be looking it up on YouTube now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Sean Connery and uh, Audrey? Is that Audrey the, the older Hepburn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Robert Shaw is the Sheriff of Nottingham. Wow. And th- so they're all completely aged, you know, in their like it, late 40s, early the, 50s. It's the only time he has an age-appropriate wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is is uh, he supposed to be as fucking old as he is in this movie? Um, or are we just supposed to think he's still sexy James Bond at this age? Yeah, I, Cause... I, think, I think he is supposed to be like in his 50s. But, well, okay, he, he's probably uh, 36 years old, but back in the uh, you know Middle Ages, right. that's yeah, like, yeah, holy that's shit, that's like 68. Old, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, he he's wise and aged at 28. I th- yeah. I just well felt worn. like he was the same age as her dad, like the way they talked back and forth about your father loved you and she's like, "I didn't see that." And we we're like, "Well, <laughs> who else does?" So. <laughs> well, he told me back in high school. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it had a feeling like I'm marrying my dad's friend for his land kind of situation. I yeah. mean, that is pretty yeah. much as is tradition. Yes, as you do. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so okay, so the story. Oh, <gasps> we get some nice little, uh, I, I don't know, backstory where at the beginning, where England is a land divided, and there's Arthur's land, and Maligant, who was his number one knight, his first knight, you might say, <gasps> uh, but he said, you know, fuck this, I want my own land, my own freedom, and uh, he has his own, you know, so, he's kind of just running so around the countryside. So is that what the title is in reference is to, I, Maligant? Well, that's he's hardly the position. in this movie. That's the position. He was the first knight. He was like the first knight of the round table or whatever. And then later, that's the position that's open because he's there. But my question is, okay, he, they call him Prince Maligant through the whole movie. Was he a prince before? Because Arthur's a king. Was he a prince? Or did he put himself in charge of a principality in the land next door and just took the title? I'm just curious. I'm pretty sure he took the title. He stole it from an old man he met along the way. It would have been funnier if he had just been like Arthur's kid that went to shit. (laughs) No, no, he's Arthur's ex-lover. That's why you said uh, Arthur's taking his first wife. There was a lot of that kind of uh, drama in the air. No. Now see what what would have been funny is if Prince were playing Prince Maligant. He came out like, "I'm going to take all of your land, Arthur." Yeah. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> oh, I would too. And a Jerry Zucker directed movie. Yeah. <laughs> and Leslie Nielsen as King Arthur. It would have been great. Except they but would have gotten Weird Al to do the soundtrack instead of Jerry Goldsmith. So. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Oh, but uh, yeah. Okay, so after that backstory, we're then introduced to this this rapscallion of a rogue showing off. Uh, I don't know to local village people that hey, look, I'm a great swordsman and no one can touch me. <laughs> how about you? You want a piece of this? <laughs> this is how he makes his money, as per the nine paragraphs that scrolled through. Lancelot just goes around, shows off his sword, gets some money, just it's takes like it the, out, whips the it opening out. of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, like twenty seven. <laughs> screens worth of backstory happening like they don't do that enough anymore they really don't 
Let me just tell you where we are in our story. <laughs> well, unfortunately, not too many people can read all that, or they start looking at their phones. <laughs> like, I find if I want to do this, I'll just look at the Wikipedia that's, page. That's why I can't watch any kind of uh, like subtitled like uh, anime and things like that because I look down at my phone and all of a sudden I'm completely lost. I have no idea <laughs> what's well, where going these dragons on. come from. I, know, I was like, what's happening? <laughs> I got nothing. So, um, but yeah, apparently. Uh, after a while, we find out, um, yeah, uh, was it Lancelot says something like, ah, the key to uh, the key to winning a sword battle is not caring whether you live or die. And I'm like, no, no, it's really not. I know, it's but, like, mm, that's how you lose a sword that's fight. Horrible I'm pretty advice. sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the key to learning to drive is not <laughs> caring like, whether you live or die. That's how like, you no. lose the zombie apocalypse, for sure. You're like, I don't care. <laughs> Done. So, yeah. <laughs> have at me zombie mm -hmm. <laughs> good luck getting through this tough skull mm -mm. <laughs> uh but then ah it's a raid maligant and his men are r running through the village and they're just burning everything and they put all the women and children in the safest place possible the most flammable building in all of the village the barn how could yeah. they possibly think to look at the biggest building in the whole village let's hide everybody under the hay they'll <laughs> yeah. never find them down there <laughs> oh shit they're burning things uh on second thought guys right, head for the woods by the way the lookout guys are like uh fuck uh fuck. <laughs> they're just yeah. like standing what do we do <laughs> like, do, uh, do we tell them mm. <laughs> as they're like coughing like <laughs> it's getting warm down here mm -hmm. just just stay quiet just just they're almost gone <laughs> just hold your breath it won't be long now yeah and oh i love how uh Maligant mm. was like running through the town he's like i am the law and you must obey me oh he's the first judge dread <laughs> i was waiting for him to put on like the judge dread helmet or something right. that's awesome oh yeah we then cut to another village where some kids are playing soccer mm -hmm. i guess some some form of football. very hands-off soccer literally hands behind the back like yeah well, they were just holding their hands there rather right? uh -huh. it kind of looked like they were tied they did behind look their tied, back but, but i think they were just holding them but it was very it was like oh, okay it's just like training soccer like you can't use your hands we're gonna tie them behind your back like <laughs> and we don't have any goals so just kick them in the giant holes in the ground like okay <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this is where we're introduced to Lady Guinevere, who's playing with the kids, you know, feeling like she's accomplishing she's something. one of I the guess, people. You know. Oh, and <laughs> there's a miller out front milling, because he'll come back later. Oh, yes, yes, there is a miller. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically someone, uh, I, I think it's the guy that was fighting Lancelot. What was his name? Mark or whatever? Yep. He could, Mark. He, I love it. He's like, my name is Lancelot. My name's Mark. Guinevere. All right. Arthur. Maligant. Mark. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's like red heat all over again i love this like in, in old-timey movies and like you read through the bible and it's like uh like jebediah and rachel mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm like wait what methuselah goliath paul luke yeah. <laughs> well paul was originally saul don't forget that we had a life-changing event and changed our name by one letter Wait, 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 wait. So people can feel like that they've transformed in their yeah, life yeah. and then change their name legally mm -hmm. and the Bible approves of it? Yeah, it does. And everyone accepts it. And everybody decides to call them by the new name because the old name is the life they left behind? And you've, because you've said, my name is Paul. Please call me Paul. And people say, okay, Paul, nice to meet you. You can call me Ray and you can call me Jay. And <laughs> 
See, kids, back in the 70s, there was a guy named Ray J. Johnson. No, um... <laughs> Which one of our friends was saying that their, like, 14-year-old found that record and listened to oh. it for, like, three hours trying to find out why it was funny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, were, they were, like, taking notes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. This is my dissertation. My eighth grade dissertation. We were, we were getting, like, live text updates, like, just walked by his room and he's still listening to it <laughs> with, like, a notepad. <laughs> That's awesome. Mom, why was this funny? Drugs, honey. (laughs) (laughs) So simple and yet so true. (laughs) (laughs) Which is exactly the answer my mom would give me when I had those types of questions like, Mom, why do you have this? Drugs. Mm. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, my parents were just keeping their Crystal Gale albums off to the side. Just don't listen to this one. It'll give you ideas. (laughs) Was this Blue Oyster Cult? Put that down. No more cowbell. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so uh, yeah, someone uh, comes running up. Yeah, Mark comes running up and talks to Guinevere. And is basically like, "Oh, the village has been taken over, and they're probably heading this way." <laughs> this is when, like, w- was it her dad or just some old? No, dude it's the old man. Like her dad figure? died. Yeah, her dad. Yeah. Died. So this yeah, is right. the, yeah. this was the guy is... who was like the I guess I don't know if they did like a hand or you know like the the number guy he was oh, I've been he's there the since your birth yeah so he's yeah, that yeah, creepy old it's... man that you put babe in charge of babies yeah, that Godfather duh yeah Godfather and she's the lady of the land uh, she's his ward but uh, <laughs> yeah but uh, he says that she should uh, consider Arthur's offer uh, Liz what's mm. the offer from Arthur it's so bad it's like. I guess it's the only offer you can make when you're an independent woman living in your own land uh, and a man threatens your garden. I guess you go marry the old man next door. Uh, also known as King Arthur. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, they fell in love during those crusades or whatever, right? He watched her ride a horse. So Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's all it takes. I, I saw it. She rode a horse and she was not Look, concerned with sitting side saddle. So you know what that means. She rode a horse. Bras uh, back then didn't have the technology they have now. What guy wouldn't want mm-hmm. that? Yeah. And I like how she's like uh, talking about like, well, he was really nice. And really, how can I love anyone more than that? Because she's never met anyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Anyone that lives in her village is somehow distantly related to her. I'm pretty sure. So. <laughs> Oh yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Man, dating was different back then. Mm-hmm. They make their own villagers in that. Uh, mm-hmm. That's in that that's village. what they all look like, Mark. <laughs> Good looking yeah. from a distance, but pretty dense. You know, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We don't judge. It's fine. Hey, hey, they just grow grain and want to live a, a quiet life, and you, you know, know that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Just doing your thing, hanging out with the pigs. I don't know. Right? Yeah, yeah dying of dysentery at like twenty-two. Sounds perfect. Yeah, live no, hard. No need you? to make those plans. Never Don't trust have to anybody worry. over thirty. They're never have royalty. to worry about like losing weight because you would never gain any. Oh, no. It'd be fantastic. Yeah. So, or you just get worms. Yeah. The natural Either way. way. Yeah. The way God intended. That's right. <laughs> just take your track down the Oregon Trail. You're fine. <laughs> I can't stop shooting, but look at my figure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, um, <laughs> all right, so, so then we cut to the forest, and uh, Lady Guinevere's caravan is just, you know, going down the trail. What could clunk, 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 clunk. possibly happen in the woods? Well, Everywhere. first she runs into, you know, Lancelot. He's just kind of like, oh, cool, the caravan's coming through. Awesome. And, like, none of them question him at all. 
They just drive yeah. on by, and he's like, do 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 do. Like he might as well be like a deer in the woods. Right, just and then like... he's like, I think I'm gonna take the long way around. I'm gonna go pat fast on my horse and go like way far ahead of these guys. He'll take the long way mm-hmm. home. Yeah, but then the caravan comes to a down tree. Oh no, no way we can go here. This certainly isn't a trap. There's not a trail oh. right there next to said tree at all. Oh, they know it's a trap, though, because mm-hmm. they're immediately like, all right, everybody, line up. I think everybody I would just keep moving. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Just maybe don't stop right here at the bottleneck. That's... <laughs> all right. It's like, it's well, like, let's just say, like, because you got the wagon planners. with Lady Guinevere in it and that, you got to move the tree. No Get in formation except for, like, two guys and then drag the tree out of the way. What right. do we do? Stay it's there like, all Night? We got we've got a wagon with no windows. Now we've seen other movies; they have windows, they have doors. Like mm, no, just why? I mean, why is she even in a covered situation? She could have just been in the back of a, you know, chattel truck. So <laughs> she could have been in a trunk, like a lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, I would be <laughs> for traveling through the woods. I mean, come on, <laughs> how transporter of you? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Don't open the package. Oh my God, Jason Statham in this. <laughs> Okay, guys, I'm going to say it right now. Jason Statham is Lancelot. Yes. I'd watch it. I'm in. With the wig, of course. As long as it's better than whatever this last movie I just saw him in was. Wrath mm. of Man? Yeah, yeah. It was two hours and ten minutes of bulletproof vests and old man sweaters and no abs at all. So <laughs> old man sweaters in apparently Los Angeles? So many yeah. old man sweaters. I'm like, it is hot. What do you it's like I like that uh Hobbs and Shaw when he's like, Once you put on another jacket, it's hundred and ten degrees outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, but yeah, if you're Jason Statham, you want to show some abs unless you're standing next to the rock and then you put on more clothes. Like just oh, layer Vin up. Diesel Vin Vin Diesel in uh the Fast and Furious movies, the more the the more the rock is in that franchise the longer his sleeves get Mm -hmm. he goes from wife beaters to like a full-blown turtleneck at one point yeah as soon as the rock's out of there boom back to wife beaters Uh he's like i can't i can't compete with that like mm -mm. yeah so uh so yeah so there's an ambush what who saw that coming except everyone What? But the uh the ambushers take on heavy casualties and retreat to the forest and the uh guards are like well kill them i guess go get them but then, oh, surprise, second ambush from the other side. And there's crossbows. And uh, and the ladies get tooken. And <laughs> Always with the ladies getting tooken. Yeah, because Guinevere and like her two ladies in waiting or something, right? The, yeah, they're, yeah that's they're, who they in were. The, they're in the, the wagon with her there, or the carriage. Yeah, and, and the wagon, okay, I thought one of the ambush guys like jumped on one of the horses and started the caravan running or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then when we cut back to it, there's nobody on the horses that I guess I they get shot. I thought there was a guy, or... but I think he gets shot and then the horses oh, are okay. going wild. But there's still another guy like trying to, I mean, she's standing right next to him. It's kind of very weird at one point when she's hanging off yeah. the side of the carriage and yeah, there was a lot yeah. of action it... happening. And I'm like, yeah. she's well, kind of a badass. Like, what? What is happening? Like, she's yeah. Totally why didn't she like grab a crossbow and just right? like start <laughs> headshot, headshot? You know, because <laughs> she can't do. Because she's got to be the damsel in distress. Well, it is the '90s and a Jerry Zucker movie. She might get no, her dress um, dirty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she uh, was but, uh, a soccer player, but clearly a delicate yeah, right? flower as well. <laughs> she's the one that's like, ah, oh, I've been killed. Oh. 
go away. Sorry, I got a dog over here like trying to make me scratch her butt. And she's dancing on my little chair mat. So I do apologize. Go away. Go lay down. All right, so uh, Lancelot hears the commotion and starts chasing after the carriage. Like, oh, no, I got to save these ladies, you know. And then, uh, yeah, there's like three other guys like chasing them on horseback. And like Lancelot, you know, just starts like, slaying them off and uh, i don't know like like yeah they, they get killed but then um the the last guy like has guinevere and there's like a standoff oh my god this is the worst oh it was so bad it was so, i was yeah. like oh my god it's so fucking rapey and disgusting i'm like so, so liz what happens uh, well this is when uh lancelot decides that he's gonna try to appeal to this guy's better senses and convince him to gang rape guinevere with him it'll be amazing Look, after i'm done with I her, hold her there'll first be more you than want to hold her first yeah I, and the guy's like i just I, really want a piece of that i'm ass. just here to kidnap her like i'm not down for that you creeper in the woods like what the fuck like, I, I, I was waiting for the line i'm okay with sloppy seconds if you want to go first <laughs> so bad i was like oh that oh my god i pretty, forget he said how that, horrible these movies are uh and not he, he basi- at all so. yeah he basically said i'm okay with sloppy seconds in just a more like elizabethan way yeah mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh, and he's like turn her around look into her eyes she's like ready she for you she wants it she wants it uh, like, <laughs> I spent a lot of this movie just gagging (laughs) a lot. Well, and in true fashion, uh, she then stabs the dude in the dick. As you would. I would. Oh, and he dies instantly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well. Oh, it was was like stabbing. It wasn't like a bleeding out thing. It was right there. Yeah. It was was like, ah! (laughs) Done. (laughs) Which, by the way, when she turns back around and Richard Gere just stares at her for like a 10 Mississippi, it's like... So is he going to reverse? Yeah. That's what she's thinking. She's like, so do I have so to stab you, you in like the dick now? Like playing, right? Uh-huh. She's like, that. right, totally, totally. He's like, get on my horse. And she's like, hmm. Yeah. And she hops right I on that guess. horse and they ride off. And mm-hmm. he he says something like, you really are beautiful, you know, and she slaps the shit out of him. Right. How dare you insult me? And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? Let's kiss. Mwah. I will never kiss you. I won't kiss you again until you ask me. Yeah. Never without my permission. That is such like a thing that happens in these weird movies like this where they're like, fine, I'm going to make you want me. And she's like, never going to happen, motherfucker. And then it happens. (laughs) And you're like, (laughs) I think that happened in uh, Quantum of Solace, too. I'm never going to have sex with you, James. Smash cut to post coitus. (laughs) I will never sleep with you. Will you help me find some stationery? Boom. (laughs) If I was even like, yeah, I don't care. Fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's one of those things, like, everybody's trying to be, like, the as-you-wish, like, mm-hmm. like having it be something like that, like, super romantic, but when it's like, I won't kiss you until you tell me to, like, yeah, cool, fine, I'm gonna go get married, bye! To the king! Yeah! <laughs> to the king of fucking Camelot, like, bad choices, lady, like... Yeah, and then, like I was even like, oh, you're going to ask me before your wedding. And she's like, that's cool. Bye. Right. She's like, yeah, you keep holding your breath on that, dude. So then uh, then I, I guess she they meet up with, I don't know, the survivors of the second ambush. Yeah, he just like dumps her in the woods for the knights to find. They're like, are you yeah. alone? She's like, yes, completely alone. I did that all by myself and then walked a quarter of a mile. 
very quickly. It's fine. I, I slew like four dudes. It was totally awesome. Don't you worry about it. Yeah, so then they, oh God, they go to Camelot. It's the most prestigious kingdom in all of the kingdoms or I don't know, city in the kingdom, whatever it is. And Arthur's there waiting for him at like midnight. And uh, there's just a lot of like knights with torches, mm-hmm. like in drum lines. And <laughs> yeah, it was totally like parade central happening. Walking yeah, they're back about and to forth. Uh, step it up, babe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that is not how I met uh, Opera Man for the first time. Not, oh. not in a step it up style drum line? I wish. No, I think he picked me up outside a police station. So there's that. <laughs> oh, soliciting, I hear. <laughs> checking in or checking out? <laughs> I work there. Mm. <laughs> oh, we know. Wait, yeah. <laughs> she was booking him, and he was like, "Hey, uh, after this uh, three-day uh, stay or quit uh, is over, you want to grab some drinks?" And Liz was like, "Never had a better offer in my sounds life." Sounds amazing. <laughs> we should do. That. It's like it's like you were there. <laughs> I'm actually just laughing, trying to imagine Opera Man in prison. <laughs> like, <laughs> you see, Steve, I saw that episode of Cops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you know my secret. <laughs> I, I can see Opera Man just being like, there's great acoustics in here. <laughs> see, you might have uh, you might have missed it. The segment was crammed in between uh, Denny's arrests. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh. And then we Anyone went to the needs- opera, as you do. So, no. <gasps> Yeah, as is tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, we uh, we meet Arthur, of course, played by late great Sean Connery, mm-hmm. and he talks about, oh, I was a I was a boy when I saw this city for the first time over this hill, and it was fantastic, and I call it, and I swear to God, he said, came a lot, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh boy, oh no, no, no. it's <laughs> a, come a lot, yes, teenage boy calling a place come a lot. But he says it with that gerbil shoved in his cheek. So. Carmelot. And then, yeah, the whole city's there waiting to like meet Guinevere. And they're like, oh, she's come. Everybody cheers and cheers. Our lady and, uh, has come. Not yeah. yet. Oh, Not yet. He's pretty old. Uh, I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sean Connery, but he's also... Mm. 1995 Sean Connery. <laughs> like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Sean Connery. <laughs> Still way too old for her. He's at least 40 years older than she is at that point. So Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we uh, we see what Lancelot's up to. And uh, he's saving a runaway horse from some guy named Peter who I assume his last name is Exposition. Because he's basically Hello. like, oh yes, this is Camelot. And Arthur's about to marry his uh Welcome, his new bride, I work Guinevere. for the king directly. And I will tell you all the secrets. And please come into our palace. Like, this horse is for the pre- the new queen herself. Would you like to uh, help me present it? It's like, who are you? You are the worst. Like... <laughs> You literally have bands of roving people going through from town to town, and you're just like inviting every vagabond off the road in. All right, look. This Would is you like to first... see the secret entrance to the bedchamber? Exactly. This is his first human friend. Okay, Liz, stay back. Yeah. He's only had horse friends up until this point. He was a little nervous. Peter should have had a bigger role in this movie. I really liked him. He was adorable. I was waiting for him to have a bigger role, even a, like, I don't know, comedic sidekick or he something. Been. Literally anything like else. A nice like a nice kind of situation, scene. so. Oh, yeah, he, he was totally a uh, Alan Tudyk. Mm-hmm. I yeah. kept thinking of A Knight's Tale watching this movie as well. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, 
Jerry Zucker directing Night's Tale, I can totally, totally see. Totally see. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> this? Mm. I feel like this was supposed to be like a men in tight situation, but that came out and they're like, oh shit, everyone will think it's just a knockoff uh, of that. We can make um, it a drama. Yeah. <laughs> I so, feel the way about fact, Sharknado, but in reverse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to make a shark movie and then, oh, da 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 uh for a knight's tale that was the first dvd that like i personally purchased from the like two dollar bin at walmart nice um and i brought it home hadn't seen i was just like this looks interesting and it's two dollars and my mom who like loves king arthur movies we sat down we watched it and she just looked at me and went so we own this now huh (laughs) (laughs) this was the woman who loved Loved, loved, loved King Arthur Legend of the Sword. Knight's Tale was too much for too her. Too much. There is too much joking around in this show. By the way, spoiler alert, coming soon. Oh, <laughs> oh remember when we were leaving the theater for uh, King Arthur Legend of the Sword? We were like, hey, mom, you know, as a 70-year-old woman, how do you? How did you like it? She was, it's not how I would have done it, but the main guy was very good looking. <laughs> She's already declared she will go see any movie with us if the lead guy is good looking. (laughs) Yeah, we made that mistake one time. I took my eldest aunt with us to go see uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. Ooh. With the Chris Hemsworth. And and I swear to God, like she leans over to me at one point and she says, and I wanted to die right there and I still want to die. She's like, "Um, he could hunt me anytime. And I was like, Yeah. You're like 75. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, no, no. (laughs) Gotta go bleach my ears now. Thanks for that. So, yeah. Well, with the uh, good looking guy in this movie being Richard Gere, we're then introduced to another character, the Gauntlet. (laughs) (gasps) Yeah, so Peter like leads him into town and is like, I don't know, showing him all the secret passages. And in the middle of the town square, there's this machine that's a bunch of like swinging axes. And basically it's, uh, it's a I don't know, American yeah. Ninja Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, there, there's like a, a castle made out of rolls next to it, too. They're like, they're, like yeah. handing to all the, the villagers and stuff for food. Like it's a celebration. You get bread. You get bread rolls in the shape of a castle. We're going to go eat this giant boar, but enjoy your bread, peasants. Yeah, delicious bread. I bet that bread was even made with some fat in it. <laughs> that bread was just all millet. Is what that was. That was like yeah. the, the seven Parakeets grain bread from Nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there's a there's there's like a little barker there. It's like, all right, suit on up. You see like guys like all in these like padded suits, like trying to go through the gauntlet, and they always make it like a quarter of the way in before they get knocked off. Like like it's that uh that knockout game show or mm-hmm. something, right? Yeah. Their most extreme challenge or something. Wipe out, wipe out, wipe out, wipe out. gladiators. Yeah. 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 Oh man, it'd have been great if there were a couple nights there, like laser and yeah, <laughs> avalanche. I don't know. The time frame's right. You could have had the 90s, them. Yeah. You know, sure. I saw that my local Aldi has got those blow up batons that you beat the crap <gasps> out of each other with. I was yes. like, we need those for Comic Palooza next week. So. Coming soon, the joust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, it basically, uh, Arthur and Guinevere arrive, and everybody's like, "Oh!" And, and I love how the the Barker is just like, "Oh, if anyone can make it through the gauntlet, they get a quit kiss from Guinevere." So how and, uh, how auspicious, sir, to just say, "Hey, lady, who got here last night? Can one of these dirty peasants come up and kiss you as the prize?" And she's like, "Uh," King's like, yeah. "You should do it." I'm like, "What? Like, ew." Yeah. No. I'd like to watch. Yeah, see, if I were Arthur, I'd been like, yeah, execute him. Right. But, uh... It's like, no, no. You can shake the hand of the king because he has already agreed to that and consent is important, sir. But no, let's coerce someone who clearly doesn't want to do it with all of her words and body language. So Yeah. So the that makes Lancelot want to try it, but he doesn't even put on the padded suit. He just, you know, does a couple shimmies and a shake because and he's through he there. He doesn't care if he lives or dies. Yep. Well, if that were the case, he would have just walked right into an axe, right? That would have been nice. But instead, he gets through the other side, and then the peasants start chanting, Kiss! 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 It's like a frat party (laughs) gone bad. Uh, But he he walks up to accept his prize. Arthur kind of steps right in the way, and he's like, Well, what's your name? Like, oh, I'm Lancelot. Cool name, bro. Well, kiss my girlfriend. And uh... (laughs) she's like, No! He's like, ask me. She's like, never. I will die first. Ah. And then, uh, and Arthur's yeah, still just looking at her, like, "Have y'all met? Like, what's that?" They never, yeah, they guys, never question. They're just like, mm-hmm. "You guys seem familiar." Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, uh, yeah, Lancelot says something like, "Oh, I cannot, for I only have one heart to break." Ah, ha 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 ha. Is that funny? All right. So then he like kisses her hand or something. Arthur's like, yeah. "Come in and see my battle room." What? Yeah. What? Arthur's like, let me welcome you into the inner sanctum. Like, this is, is the round table. Guy? Look at the round table. There's swords on it. Want one? Like, what is happening? This guy is a total stranger. And he's even told you. And they're like, sir, he fights for money. I'm like, you all fight for money. Yeah. You're knights. Like, this is your job. What are you I talking about? I do not about? fight for money. <laughs> I fight for land, damn it. <laughs> land and food and all the comforts of home. Yes. All the winches. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and okay. All right, Arthur in this movie, basically, he says a bunch of stuff like, a man who fears nothing loves nothing, and he brings up God like every third word. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wait, uh, okay, so, so I get it. He's just a good, decent, God-fearing man who, you he know, somehow, somehow got a sword from a lady underwater. <laughs> Was given a magic sword. Watery yeah. tarts. Water lady. Watery tarts distributing swords is no basis for government. I don't know how I got here. I'm just like the Jimmy Carter of King Arthur's. (laughs) Yeah. He's got that one friend with one huge arm. Yeah. Wait, wrong lady in the water. Uh, Still remember watching Excalibur as a kid, like a way too young kid watching (laughs) it. it. And like the opening scene is like, like literally rapey as hell. And you're like, ah, (laughs) okay, I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there's just a little, a little weird and a little uber Christian in this version, but yeah, whatever. That's normal in that time, though, because everything was God ordained and blah blah. God wants me to be king, not you, so I can subserve all of you. Yes. Well, and then then it's one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, we're like Guinevere, like the oh yeah, I could uh, just check up with a good, decent king of a man who's not going to last long. And sire, sire him a prince or whatever. Sorry, dude, that's oh, the but, dream. That is the dream. But this, this Han Solo-ish rapscallion Richard Gere here, Lancelot. Oh, oh man, that's that—that's what makes my buttis quiver. <laughs> I, I don't know. 
<laughs> I, I guess again, again, we're looking at it with 2021 eyes, not 1995. Yeah. He just rescued a hooker eyes. Like I don't know. I just can't. I'm like, ugh, no. And yeah. the, the hair yeah. is so bad. The hair is so bad. Come on, it was it was, it was the 90s. Bill Clinton was in office. I mean. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, so what happens from here? Yeah, you know, Arthur and Guinevere have a little talk where I, I guess he, like, gives her her present, the white horse, and he's like, so do you, like, really want to marry me? And she's like, of course. I mean, you're a good, decent man. And I and I need I'm, your protection. Don't forget that part. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that too, but, you know, that's just an added bonus. Mm-hmm. He's like, I mean, you'll know I'll protect you anyway, which they then fail to do but whatever yeah. <laughs> it's fine yeah. it, well, it has a, what a sign uh, he's like do you mean only marry me if you really love me she's like i do i love you so much and you're like so you are so intense and weird right now and paul's watching the movie with me he's like why does she always look so fucking awkward in these movies i'm like because she's awkward like that's just who she is and every movie you see her and she does the like lip bite and excessive blinking i don't know it's very it's very strange mannerisms or or she kind of like stares off like looks like she stares through the person she's acting against mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like are, are you okay did you zone out there for a sec like it reminds me of like i, I, I know that a lot in legends of the fall <laughs> yeah it's like when you're when you're acting on stage and you like have stage fright or whatever, they tell you like pick a spot in the back of the room and you look at it yeah but then you literally are just gazing off into space like a, a space cadet kind of weirdo so I, I just imagine that's yeah, what okay. she's doing as well. It's like, I can't yeah, look at I you or I'll laugh because you're Sean Connery. And it's absurd that we're together, but you're still Sean Connery. So, you know. Well, speaking of weirdness, uh, the next day they're at the round table and uh, they have a special surprise, get, surprise guest that shows up on Arthur's invitation. Is it Lancelot? Nope. It's Maligant. Of course it is. That's right. He shows up and he's like, what's up, fuckers? <laughs> right. That's my chair. That's my chair. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently he's come to, you know, talk a truce with Arthur because all he wants is access to the lands of Leoness, the uh, the, the village that I guess uh, Guinevere runs. Yeah. And Arthur's like, um, no, that's He's cool. like, what do you think, honey? And she's like, go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> yeah. never. He's like, you heard the lady. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> this means war. Like, okay. Mm, <laughs> And then they still do nothing to protect them. Yep. And, and they're just kind of like, well, where do we stand? Like, well, there's no army within five days of Camelot, so we should be good. We're, We're fine. Like, cool, cool. I mean, those people who are on the outskirts, I mean, whatever. That's why <laughs> they're there. Them, right? That's our buffer zone, yo. Yeah. <laughs> It'll yeah, take them well. at least three days to pillage those places before they get here. So what do we care? And we've yep. got all these walls. Yeah, but that night someone's arriving and they have a message for guinevere who is it it's jacob it's jacob he's traveled so far and by boat for some reason and so we're gonna let guinevere go directly to him with no one else checking in a boat and (laughs) in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. and everyone's just kind of like watching from their windows including lancelot And like, then, oh, weird. snagged. It's just one oh, of the How one of the deep soldiers. is this moat? It seemed not to encumber anyone. They're like just standing in it. Yeah. Yeah, they just pop up out of the water, snagger. And then like, I guess they had the boat on like a ripcord tied to yeah. a horse on the land. And it's like running and pulling it. It looks like a fucking speedboat. And of course, everybody's like, oh, shit, what do we do? It is hard to make a quick getaway by rowboat. So it's like. That was actually pretty ingenious. Like, right. 
Oh, but like Lancelot dives in from like the third story. And and... You do when it's two feet deep. So. Yeah. Well, and splat. Mm. Roll credits. Lancelot's done. Exactly. Guys, what do we think? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, yeah. So Guinevere gets snagged up and like on a horse, and she like tears her dress to like leave on a tree branch or something, so Lancelot knows where to track him and stuff. Blah blah blah. That's very last uh, of the Mohicans happening right there. Just stay alive. Mm. I will find you. All right. Yeah. Except it's Richard Gere instead of Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, they uh, basically take Guinevere to a castle made out of slate, which is, I mean, pretty badass looking. Was this in Game of Thrones? This castle? Might or did you watch well Game of Thrones? I didn't. I didn't watch oh. it. Oh, okay. Well, that's not wanna... true. I've seen the first season twice, but. Yeah, I think season two, uh, the the redheaded kid gets taken there and mm. like tortured or something. But yeah, anyway, it's a pretty cool looking little like it, it's obviously an evil castle because it's all dark and well, it's half <laughs> sunk into the earth, so you know that's that's where you go when you're a bad guy. You don't get a good castle when you're a bad guy. You get that but, shitty uh, half sunken yeah. castle everyone else abandoned. You're like, this is mine. They're like, you can have it. <laughs> like whatever nobody was saying it was theirs mm, <laughs> right we didn't want it yeah, yeah so guinevere is taken to malagant and he's sitting there you know just having dinner he's like oh cool you're here Oop, what's this now yeah. your dress has been torn ralph what happened to her dress i'm sorry si, i must have backhand mm-hmm. <laughs> like slaps the shit it's out like of the him. biggest bloody backhand you've ever seen yeah it's like funk oh like that guy's bleeding from the mouth yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Ralph's like, yeah, well, it was my fault. I'm sorry, sir. Like, don't let it happen again. No, Steve, you say like he does. <laughs> but then he goes and tears her dress, and he's like, "Did you do that too?" He's like, "Yeah, that was me." <laughs> yeah, and then and that's when uh, Maligan's like, "See, they don't want to lead; they want a leader, or some shit like that." And yeah. she's like, you're uh, nuts. And then he gets that weird, rapey look. And you're like, oh, God, this is not going to go well. <laughs> That's just his look, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, he was even looking at Arthur with that look. And I'm like, what's, uh, what's about to happen here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Will you show me Excalibur? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yeah, basically, he's like, well, I'm going to keep you until Arthur says I can have Leoness. And then... Uh, and then maybe we'll see if I send you back. Whatever. And then, uh, oh, that's right. He places her in the oubliette. oubliette. I'm like, oh, I saw that movie. Yeah, I saw that in the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. And see, when, when Izzy brought that up, I was like, oh, was that in labyrinth? Uh, Watch uh, out, Hoggle. I, yeah. I've seen it like once or twice. I'm not going to lie. It was a, I've seen I, it I was dozens a, of times. <laughs> I, was, I, I was a never ending story kid. So I was I've seen too. That dozens I of times as well. So. I didn't see the labyrinth until I was like in high school, but for some reason the oubliette remo- like oh, stuck no. in my head. The, the never ending story, labyrinth, and legend were all on our rotation. <laughs> I didn't have legend in there uh, either. Mine was Big Trouble in Little China, Never Ending Story, and Chinatown. <laughs> oh boy! I watched that at way too young an age. And don't let six year olds watch Chinatown. That's how I was with like the shit that came on like Sunday afternoons on the like crap movie channel. It was like. Yeah. Cobra. Like, I must have seen Cobra 300 times <laughs> yeah. on a Sunday afternoon. Like, this is so, so not appropriate, but I'm here for Commando. it. So, I love Commando. So, Liz, since you were watching that, did you also think that Melon Farmer was some sort of insult you shouldn't say to people? <laughs> so weird. 
Uh, the only thing that sticks in my head from that whole movie is like, here, piggy, piggy. Like every time somebody <laughs> they see a pig, it just goes right to that. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All these gosh darn melon farmers. Yeah. Ooh, is that, is that like a racial slur that I'm not aware of? I know. Of? It's like, I'm, I just got to be careful calling people anything. So. Uh, so yeah, so what happens from here? Oh yeah, so like Lancelot, of course, tracks uh, to the castle and arrives and he's taken to Maligan because, you know, they're good at security. And, I know, he's uh, like, I'm unarmed, just take me to your leader. And they're like, all right, yeah, I mean, he's not armed. All right, that so was easy. Sure. <laughs> and uh, Lancelot's like, I'm a messenger from the king and uh, I just I just need to see her and, you know, then I'll give my message <laughs> back that she's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I was expecting Melgan to be like, oh, and here's our secret entrances. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Peter's my brother. Did you know that? Pretty yeah. much what they did. They're like, hey, why don't you come look at our big hole back here? Like, eh, it's pretty cool. I wouldn't, yeah. I would hate for you to throw any of us into it. Yeah. Or all of us. <laughs> this bottomless pit. Yeah, mm-hmm. fucking fantastic. Uh, so yeah, so he, he tosses like five dudes into the pit, uh, saves Guinevere. Uh, but of course, everybody's... <laughs> Like, chasing after them and, uh, like, shooting arrows and shit. And then they're like, oh, well, let's follow the water. That's got to go out somewhere. And I'm like, yeah, not necessarily big enough for you, though. I know. It's like, it could be a crack. Yeah, you don't know. (laughs) Damn it. It's barely big enough for a rat. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they decide to, you know, water slide down there and it falls off into the ocean. Yay. Yeah, she's in her underwear dress, too. I mean, it's a full dress, but it's underwear as well. Yeah. And now it's raining, oh. and they're riding down a beach on a horse. Yeah. yeah, that that white horse that's been waiting for them. It's like a goddamn romance novel cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's her special horse. <laughs> that 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 human friendless guy was chasing around. Peter. Yeah. Peter. Yeah. How did they even get that horse out of the castle? Don't worry about it. <laughs> That Lan- horse... Lancelot brought it. Here's the thing. Because you know he doubled back after diving into the water to now, get the horse. He dove in. The horse got away again and was just running down the road. Oh. He's like, wait, I know that horse. The horse is like, oh, it's you. Hop on. It's fine. Here's no flake. Here's no flake. <laughs> I'm going this way. Shadow facts. That's all it is. Oh, God. If the horse talked, Jerry Zucker movie. Anyway. Um... <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Like she just said, it's raining. And I'm like, oh, it must be cold. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then they like stop because uh, you know Lancelot's tired because he's been chasing her all day or whatever um, and it's raining so they do that thing with the leaves and like she like drinks from <laughs> yeah you can't just open your mouth yeah. in the water storm no no we must have a weird erotic leaf situation happening yeah and, I was uh, like you don't yeah, know they... what those leaves are <laughs> poison no. ivy yeah, now. Yeah, you're drinking like poison ivy juice right now. You just wait like an hour. No, 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 no. He grew up. He grew up in the the jungles of of <laughs> London, babe. He okay. he knows what what ones you can drink from, what ones you can't. All right, whatever. But uh, yeah, we then uh, they're, they're like talking, and he's like, you know, I'm a free man. I can do what I want. I've got nothing to lose. And then he <laughs> I like, do what I want. and then he like has a flashback of his childhood and. Liz, what what happened in his childhood? Oh, it was terrible. They uh they burned him all alive in a church. Except for him. Why he was outside of the church, I don't know. But uh he tells her he was like the one that lit the fire. Right. Like yeah. we see this flashback. <laughs> and it's like the church is locked from the outside where he's standing and yeah. I mean, maybe he could have opened the door. I don't know. He just was crying like a little bitch. So there's that. Yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, but he's living his whole life as a shamed bitch boy. He's like, he's, you know, we have the cut scene here, the flashback scene, but he's apparently telling her all of this. She's like, that's terrible. That's awful. Like, I mean, you probably could have died in that church too. So, you know, be happy for what you've got, sir. Like, what? It's like, ha ha ha, great story, Lancelot. I know. (laughs) She's like, I gotta go back now and marry a king. It's fine. Yeah, but he's like, no, I, I give my life to you now. And she's like, I'm engaged. It, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm engaged to your no, boss. No, forget yourself. Do what you want. <laughs> Kiss me. I don't want to do that, sir. Like, he is literally just harassing and beating her down and, like, all of this stuff until she's got Stockholm Syndrome at the end. She's yeah. like, all right, yeah. I guess I Yeah, love pretty him. much it. She, she was, like, listening to that Jerry Goldsmith store, like, maybe mm. I should kiss him, because that know. was the She's only like, listen reason. Listen to the swell in music. This is when it would happen, but... Yeah. But then uh, those cock-blocking knife, uh, knights show up, and they're like, oh, good, Lancelot, you have Guinevere. Let's take her back to Camelot. Yay! Mm-hmm. And then we have yeah. the scene that I literally... <laughs> Paul looked at me such weirdly, because she runs, right? We've got this... He's in the chapel, and he's praying to his god and oh my god this is the king he's praying to his god and oh my gosh bring her home safely bring her whatever he's doing and she comes running in slow motion flings herself into his arms and i'm assuming they have their first kiss ever and it is disgusting like i was like i was like why it was so gross he's like licking the inside of her nose 147 years old and she's like i'm all into this and i'm like it's like you need a cooling off period after being kidnapped before you decide to just go marry some old man next door like let's take a breather sister because wolf you know relationships based on traumatic situations Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah ask uh, anybody who got married right before their husband shipped out Mm -hmm. all of those relationships end beautifully yep yep every single time uh so yeah so arthur uh thanks lancelot he's like hey thanks bro hey would you like to be a knight I it's like that he life. just comes up behind him and like starts dressing him. Like, yeah, what that was kind of weird. Scene. This is like a really weirdly erotic scene for having like no eroticism in it at all. But it's just like weirdly intimate. It was so bizarre, and he's even like, "Ah, the king! Oh, it's the king! Yeah. I should, I should <laughs> not like run terrified because apparently Again, this king is were, just all hands." Like, if it were a Jerry Zucker movie, which it allegedly is, it'd be like he'd be like, "Ah." Oh, He's so good at massaging my shoulders. Perhaps you could massage a little lower. Mm-hmm. And that's when Connery's like, not on your life, Lancelot. <laughs> oh! He's like, well, if you say so. He's like, all right. I mean, <laughs> Let me it's, just it's unsheath the sword. Here, so we just do what we do. Nobody has to right. ask. Don't ask, don't tell, sir. <laughs> don't be so suburban. <laughs> I am the king. You will do what I say. Because you know, I mean. There's a reason we call it Camelot. Anyway. <laughs> so then... So yeah, so he's like, yeah, I want to be a knight. It's a life of service, you know, for the kingdom. But you know, it's better than what you got, right? <laughs> Guinevere says, no, we should, uh, we should let him go free. He's, we love he's... him. Go away. <laughs> Get the fuck out you of are here! Ruining yeah. my whole life. Go away. And all the knights well, are like, we don't know anything about what the fuck. Like we don't know <laughs> anything about this guy. He's been here for twelve minutes. Like what? Just we haven't even done the background sword? search yet. Yeah, we've done we, we, nothing. I mean, and I his think family he's hot for your wife. Like, come on. His family died mysteriously in a in fire, fire that was locked right? from the outside that he was watching. Think about it. <laughs> so yeah, so Arthur's overjoyed, and Lancelot's like, "Yeah, I'll join your crew." Uh, do you want me to take this first night spot or? Yeah. He's like, you take the empty <laughs> spot. 
And they're all like brother to brother. And they brush yeah. into some kind of like weird 80s sitcom jingle. So. <laughs> <laughs> brother to brother. Son to son. <laughs> so yeah, they do Stab the thing. each other in the back. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> and like right after they sit down, they've taken the first sit down or whatever. Isn't this when the real Jacob comes in half dead? Uh, this was like three cool. seconds I, later. I don't think they had time to do much of anything. This was yeah, the, I, this I have, was I've written down the first thing he did after being knighted was went to Guinevere and was like, come away with me. Right. She's like, like, run away. No. Right. <laughs> you literally just pledged your life to these morons. And that's my husband now. What? Like, I am getting married literally in an hour. Mm-hmm. Smash cut to them being married. And then, yeah, that's when Jacob shows up mid-wedding, yeah. like beat the fuck up. And he's like, Leonus has been taken by Malagans. And I'm like, where's your protection now, sir? Oh, it's still right. five days away. It's fine. Too busy planning the honeymoon. Am I right? Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, Arthur and the knights, uh, they uh, go off to battle, and uh, they set up camp just outside of Leoness. At least she gets to go with them. They didn't give her yeah. some crap about, you're the lady, stay home. She's like, fuck it, I'm on my horse, let's go. <laughs> oh, he was like, I honestly have no idea how the hell to get there. <laughs> He's like, I've like... never left Camelot, so like, I don't know. You'll have to. <laughs> Could you, like, give us directions? Right. Or... She's like, I'll take you. And I love this. They get to like where you can see that the village is burned or whatever. And it's like right outside the main, you know, horde here of, of Leoness. And he's like, where should we set up camp? So right here in the middle of this field, completely, completely obviously make it so obvious that we're here that people will go, wow, it's really obvious that they are here in this field. Yeah, I know. It, Let's attack them. It'll show we're not afraid or something. Yeah. And I'm like. All right, brilliant general strategist. I, like, I mean, you yeah. see the town's on fire, but by all means, let's set up camp. Oh, but babe, do you remember how uh, how they get the drop on this uh, this camp? The sheep. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, the sheep. yeah there's these the guys, sheep herd. Okay, and these Malagans guys were dressed as sheep. Like, the masters of camouflage and shit. Right? They're so good. They scared the sheep. There were genuinely terrified sheep like, when these shit, guys popped up. these guys come up? There's a thousand of them among a flock of sheep. But they do the same thing underwater. They did it in the forest. Like, they just literally yeah. pop up out of nowhere. Like, guys, get Maligant back on your team because this guy's fucking good. Right? A good strategist. <laughs> like, yeah. Give him a little fiefdom. He can he can be a tyrant over five people here, and you know, yeah, yeah. yeah let him have a little role in the hay with Guinevere. That should be yeah. Unfair. Can we, maybe we maybe we let him have a Lefe or whatever it is that she uh, Leoness Leoness right. that uh, that she has because uh, it'd be worth to keep him on our team, right? I mean, especially after he burned it down, it's yeah, like yeah. It's I mean, helpful. you know, it's yours yeah. now. Rebuild it or something, you know. Exactly. <laughs> Do Try a little not to renovation. Start about the people. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, so yeah, they raid jumping out of the sheep, <laughs> and <laughs> and basically they like start burning down tents. But then like, wait, why is nobody fighting? There's nobody here. We just set sixty five straw men on fire, and they let us. Oh, no. So maybe yep. not what we thought. But then I I loved this this visual of the arrows lighting in the woods, like just yeah. one after it's like a big wave of fire just going down as they're lighting these arrows to light them up, and I was like. <gasps> Yes, this is what I've been yeah. waiting for. This weird rapey movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, finally, something good. Right. Yeah. And they light the skies. Ah! And the other guys people. are literally just standing there, like, uh, this is not how we thought this was going to go. What? What? So. 
Yeah, they yeah, just so then, cruise, I mean, they just massacre them. So yeah, big old charge. There's like they just take on like an entire wave of people and just plank, 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 decapitations, victory. I guess the other eleven knights are like just standing there watching Richard Gere fight a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. That Richard Gere just takes on like the entire like He's left like, flank yeah. and is like yeah. swissing them. And but then they're like, "All right, I guess you can be one of us. You're you're cool. You're pretty cool, bro." Saves me from having to do anything. Right, exactly. Uh, so yes, yeah, so they go Leoness. Obviously, it's been ravaged, but uh, <gasps> there's a barricade. It's been put on the church. No, no, help me, help me open it. The worst. Like, Lancelot's flashback. like losing his shit. He has a meltdown and just total PTSD mode. But all the other knights who probably came from similar villages that were burned to death in churches, because this Lancelot just went around burning churches. As a kid, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so now they're like, no, and they Wait. all run over and, you know, start pulling that barricade down. And <gasps> they're alive. Including Jacob was in there, right? So that wasn't Jacob. It was, was the other the castle. guy. That was it the was, Miller. Oh, that it was, was the, the Miller. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because they look very similar. And so yeah, that's where I was like, Wait, guy how, did, how did Jacob beat him back They're there? They're all white guys, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of white guy face blindness going on in this Wait, movie. Wait, was it Arthur that was in there? I, I, I saw seven of Mark. So I'm just saying. There were... yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Mark was in every was scene in every somehow. Because they had 12 oh, villagers. <laughs> I mean, oh, you get Mark. Greg Sestero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good, funny story. Anyway, how's your sex life? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, after Lancelot cries like a little bee, uh, he goes to see Guinevere and he's like, I'm leaving. Where to? I, I don't know. I'm just leaving. Uh, and I'm never going to return. She's like, cool. Uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, bye. She's yeah, that like, should have been like roll credits, guys. Right, what exactly. do you think about She's first night? Good, uh, yeah. No, no, but, that's not what happens because we have adults with poor impulse control issues. You just married the movie, king. You just married. It was yesterday. I swear this movie ended like six times. It, it should have, but nope, still going on because uh, she remembers. That's right. I'm uh, apparently her last last name is Lancelot or uh, Lannister because she always repays her debts. Yeah. I owe you a kiss. Don't I owe you a kiss? And I have to ask you for it because that's what we're doing now. Yeah. Will you kiss me? And he goes at her like a fucking tiger on a gazelle. Like That's just, right. This is rah, where he's, rah, like, rah, he's like licking up her nose. Yeah, yeah. this was... Aggressive. I, I hate Steve. watching on-screen kisses for the most part, especially right? when they're using tongue, because it's just gross. They're just laughing at each other like a tiger king on a date. I mean, just... Bleh. Yeah, this gross. is up there with top five worst kisses in cinema. It's mm-hmm. up there with, like, Keanu and Sandra Bullock in Lake House. It's uh. it's like, what is happening? Uh, have they done this before? Yeah, they had that same kiss and speed. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, they do. Yeah, that was not good. But they did it but, on, uh, like, a mechanics dolly, so that was weird. Of course, as they're kissing, uh, Arthur just kind of bursts in the room. He's like, hey, guys, before I go... I- hey, uh, guys! I know, his poor face just falls. Sean Connery does some legitimate acting in this scene, and he looks genuinely crushed. He does. Oh, yeah. It's one of those that, like, you ever hear that, like, his face fell... That was the epitome yeah. of what that looks like. Like it was just oh, yeah. total happy. Like you've never seen Sean Connery that happy in his life. He's just eyes open, and, he, and then I'll just womp, 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 womp. and then he just and turns just, like, and leaves. They're just standing there, like tongues oh. half out. Like, uh. 
Oh, oh no, it's even better, Liz, because they stare there like at each other for like a full twenty seconds before they turn. And then it open mouth breathing, <gasps> and then it, it's like showing Sean Connery in his eyes and all, and then it just does a slow transition to like his eye being like a fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fire eyes, <laughs> and, and then it it's like him in a church, like screaming to God, "Why, why oh have you done this to me?" That was the worst Darth Vader. No, yeah. kind of. Oh god, it was awful. I was waiting for him to start killing some uh, some, uh, some Jedi halflings or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, halflings. Younglings, not hobbits. Younglings, whatever. No, youngling is a well, beer. When he was done, the they were halflings. Best scene in Star Wars history. I'm not gonna lie. Hey, hey, that confirms that to become a Jedi Master, you have to commit a genocide. That's true. Every single Jedi commits a genocide at some point. I want to know what Yoda had to do. Why do you think there are no other Yodas out there? Right. Such horrible things. Except Grogu, who is like hidden under a temple or some shit. So I missed one. <laughs> that's his little and weird then, uh, lo- apparently Jedi that's love what child. Happened. Apparently that's what happened to the rest of the Jar Jars. Apparently their their planet got wiped out at some point in between movies. Nobody wants a Gungan anyway. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> true. Um, so yeah. So then Arthur like is talking to Guinevere and he's like, well, do you love him? And she's like, yes. Yes. How, how did I fail you? What, uh, what, what did I do wrong? And he's, <laughs> and she's like, yes, I love him, but... My will is stronger than my heart. I know you're like, that is not helpful. That's yes. not what like, I'm trying to hear right now. <laughs> he's like, God, you know what? Just just go to Lancelot. Fine. Go. Go. He's like, no, but I want to stay with you because you're rich and the king. He's like, well, I don't fucking want you. Get, get the fuck out of here. No. Right. But then it's like, okay, but guess what? Now I'm mad. And now I'm going to make him stand trial for treason. Yeah. Like, okay, you're taking that real personal. Uh, yeah, it's like, go to Lancelot, because I'm about to hang his ass. Uh-huh. And then he puts her on trial, too. Yeah, that's the yeah they make it both put on trial, and I'm like, yep, here we go. This is going to get great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is why we needed six sequels to Legend of the Sword. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that would have been we so hadn't cool. even introduced Jason Statham as Lancelot yet. No, Jason Statham as uh, Merlin. <laughs> uh, no, they already had Merlin in oh, that's, yeah, yeah, that's right. For like five seconds before they. Well, they had a lady the, Merlin. And then you'll help. I thought she was deaf for like three quarters of that movie. <laughs> oh, wow. Liz, you, Liz, you've seen King Arthur Legend of the Sword, right? I have not, no. Well, again, oh. it's coming up soon. It's our 300th episode. <laughs> this week? Uh, you guys I mean, maybe, maybe. I mean, crazy. Look, if we count all our mini episodes, we're at like 560. Right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you we just it. hit 200 a couple weeks ago. We've been doing this for 127 years, so yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Woo! Oh, well, keep it up. You'll get there someday. <laughs> 27 years later. Hey, look, we're going for quantity over quality. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so yeah, so they're both on trial. Uh, Lancelot approaches the bench and he says, uh, Take my life if it serves Camelot. 
And then Arthur is like, I don't know, sharpening his sword, like thinking about how he's going to stab him. But then, ah, there's an ambush. How shocking. He he even says, throw open the kingdom gates. Let everyone come and watch this farce of a trial where you're already guilty because that's how this shit works. Because we saw you. Like, if we're going to call this treason, then we don't need a trial. But yeah, fling open the gates. And I'm like, I bet that's going to go bad. Gee, yeah, what, how could that possibly go wrong? It's like, yeah. you're literally at war. You came back from battle yesterday, and you're like, you know what we should do? Open the gates and tell all the people where everyone's going to be in a small courtyard that could be easily uh, barricaded. Yeah. We'll even have little diagrams throughout the villages showing exactly where Arthur will be sitting. Exactly. And yeah. It's like a hotel map. You are here. Yeah. <laughs> If you would like the best shot, what might we suggest on top of these barrels? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Maligan shows up and he's like, guess what? I'm the law now. And Arthur's like, come get some. And, well, uh, the first you think he's going to bow, like he's going to, it's like, oh, well, yeah. this is my last Octosh King. I'm going to tell everybody to fight, fight to the death, fight <laughs> to the death. And everybody's like, what the yeah, fuck? The we death. came unarmed. It's a bat. It's, it's a trial. We're unarmed. Like... Yeah, like, dude, I what are we gonna I brought my kids. I, mean, I got a pig. Yeah. Like, what? No. So. I was expecting to see one person die, not everybody. Everyone. Yeah. And then, not Maligant, but the other guy. The one that Liam, was the name? Liam Cunningham or whatever? That yeah, guy, the guy who looks like Maligant's little brother, uh, yeah. shoots Arthur like three times in the chest. <laughs> yeah, like, thunk, thunk, thunk. He's looking like a fucking porcupine. And of course, she's oh, like, like freaking out, flinging her body on top of a guy who's got arrows in him, which is probably not good. Yeah, and he uh, like Lancelot like runs up, and Arthur says like, "I have no pride left in me," and uh, surrenders Excalibur, and there's a fight, and uh, yeah, and like never surrender, Camelot lives. Right, and like Maligan <laughs> is now fighting with Lancelot, and he should have like, other than we saw each other in this cave, they don't really have any connect like they haven't been battling out through this whole thing but now they are full yeah. on oh, yeah. battle yeah it's uh it's pretty fantastic mm. yeah, <laughs> not no, really it's not that but good. Yeah. yeah but eventually yeah lancelot gets excalibur and um yeah basically just ends up uh stabbing Maligan a couple times and slays him right onto the throne where he lets out his wonderful little death fart and you're just bleeding out in the king's chair yeah. Oh, yeah. He turns blue like mm-hmm. quick. And then like, everybody else just goes, "Oh shit!" and turns around and leaves. They're like, no, "Yeah, they're not. We're done. We got the the head guy dies. Like the what do they call of the uh, you know from the Avengers, the Tratari. We just kill the one ship and <laughs> bleh, they all die like that. Yep. Pop, 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 pop. Yeah. <laughs> so then he runs in to find where the king has gone because he loves him. He loves him. He loves him and he believes in Camelot. This is the only thing he's ever believed in in his life, and he loves it. And and he goes and he finds Arthur. And, you know, she's crying over him. And Arthur's like, oh, good, you're here. I mean, take the sword. It's fine. I mean, yeah. you, you banged my wife. You banged my wife. Yeah. And then this is where we get the title of the movie. Because he's like, you're my first knight. Camelot is yours now. I'm like, does that make and him Arthur's the king? Gonna- like, yeah and i'm like well what about number two I was like, like the, you were just on trial for treason 27 seconds ago and yeah. was there anyone here to actually witness this transfer of power other than 
the girl you just cheated with. I'm just yeah, I'm just and and the dude. Is, so like yeah, they go out like yeah. So Arthur said I should be king now, and <laughs> they're like like, like mm. I, <laughs> bullshit. There's eleven you know? of us that are gonna fight you for that. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> we want a democracy now, right. and yeah, they fight about that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, then we get a nice little monologue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they put him on a funeral pyre, give him a Viking send off. Everybody shows him the swords as he fades off into the sunset. There were so many of those swords. Do you notice that right? was like they were all cosplaying with Excalibur? There were so many. I was like, why? There should be twelve, and there's like two hundred of them back here. It's very weird. Yep, and uh, roll credits. Yep. Ladies, yeah. what do we think about first night? <laughs> weird that's all i'm gonna say just super just weird. weird yeah it's, i don't it's like as a 21st century feminist lady <laughs> um <laughs> wow it's like there's so much wrong with all of this that you're just like oh god i forgot how gross uh history is and was and uh continues <laughs> and to be and will continue, continue to be, continues to be yes as well so god bless america oh. what right, right. uh yeah how about you Super weird. Like I said, like, it feels like a Robin Hood movie so hard. Mm -hmm. Like, I live in the forest and I'm a free man who fights with my sword and I'm in love with a rich lady. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. All right. Well, yeah, that's three. Yeah. (laughs) As again, I have the I I still have the soundtrack because, you know, you rip your CDs. So I still have it on iTunes. It comes up every once in a while. God, this music is so great. And now I've gone back and watched the movie for the first time in 25 years. And I'm like, oh, I think we're just going to stick to the music. Yeah, Liz, when we come back with fun facts. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've got some interesting stories about the music for you. Ah, good. So, yeah, when we come back, (gasps) more beer, fun facts, (gasps) and what we learned from First Night. (laughs) Tales from the Crypt, First Night. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. Hey, everybody. Join us for our next Podcart Fest, a celebration of podcasting and art. With so many incredible artists of all kinds being affected by the pandemic and shutting down of festivals in general, uh, we wanted to bring them together to one incredible virtual festival and give you the opportunity to interact with them directly in their virtual booth, uh, witness them demonstrate their marvelous skills on our live stream, show off some of their new products in their shops, and just have a great fun time in general at Podcart Fest. For the latest information, please follow us at PodCartFest on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PodCartFest, that's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T, where you can stay up to date on which podcasters, crafters, actors, painters, directors, creators, and more will be featured. Oh, did I mention it's free? Because PodCartFest is free, so you can pass that admission fee right along to an artist who needs your help in these desperate times, and have a bunch of fun with some amazing personalities while getting some unique gifts and art for yourself or a loved one. Uh, See you soon at Podcart Fest, hosted by Everything I Learned from Movies.
Hey, this is Heather. Hey, this is Liz. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From our favorite fandoms to the occasional girl talk in our ongoing book club. We bring everything to you with a feminine eye. You can find us on all of your favorite podcatchers, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music, and at our own website, nerdybitches.com. You can also find us at our new home on the Age of Radio Podcast Network, along with other great shows at ageofradio.org. Make sure to connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. See you soon. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Hemecast. Hello, Gerald from Two Peas on a Podcast here. So you're listening to a podcast that you love right now. Chances are I love it too. In the independent podcast community, we all support each other, which is why you're currently hearing this promo. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about my show in the hopes that maybe you'll check it out. I welcome a different co-host each week, usually other podcasters, friends of mine, or random folks from the entertainment industry. Together, we count down our top five favorite things for whatever that week's topic is. It's often centered around music, movies, TV, and pop culture. We have over 250 episodes spanning nearly five years of programming, so there's bound to be something on our feed that's just for you. We release new episodes of Two Peas every Wednesday. For links to all of our content and to subscribe via your favorite podcast app, just go to our website. It's www.twopeasonapod.com. We can't wait to welcome you to the party. Hi, this is Ernie Hudson, Winston Zedmore from Ghostbusters, from Oz, The Hand That Rocks, The Cradle, The Crow, Grace and Frankie, uh, Monroe Kelly in Congo. You're a great white hunter, though I happen to be black. Steve, Izzy, just want to give you a shout out and let you know to someone you are truly loved and appreciated. You truly are amazing. If anyone has the tools and the talent, it's you. <laughs> just keep having fun, stay healthy, safe, and of course always, keep on busting. And we're back. Oh my God, Steve, those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. <laughs> she said it. You get better every week. <laughs> Ladies, that was a rough one. Um, I don't know about you. I I could use something alcoholic. Uh, let me finish this beer and let's get more beer. All right. Well, while you're finishing that off, <clears throat> from Vernal <laughs> Brewing. Can't hear it. Oh Jesus. <laughs> All right, I'm good. <laughs> Well, from Vernal Brewing Company, we have a Bach Lager. Yeah. Woo! Um, guessing it's probably like 7 or 8%, if I remember right. Oh, here we are. 7.1%. I'll be your Bach Lager. <laughs> Whatever Rock Lobster theme song is. Bach Lager. <laughs> My top now. His buck lager. <laughs> I'll be your buck lager anytime. Right. <laughs> and the poor. Yeah. I'm going to say uh, 75% of the people out there have no idea what we just said. The 25% are fuck you guys. That's stuck in my head for the next week. <laughs> uh, yes, this we have a beautiful light brown colored beer with a white foamy head. Lots oh, of tiny bubbles. Tiny bubbles make me happy. 
Smells very malty. Yeah. Almost no hop aroma. Mostly just malt. Steve's gone in for the sip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's all, all malt. Like, there's a little little on the back mm. end, just kind of rounded out, but very malt forward, very caramely. And... Yeah, lots of roasty notes. Yeah, wow. That's good. Oh, I love a good Bach. Mm-hmm. Bach lager! <laughs> Liz, um, how's that mount, how's that mountain do? Oh my god, Dr. Pepper treating you. <laughs> it's it's getting down to the end here, so it's a little sadness. That's all right. Oh, oh no. Get ready to chase it with a mountain dew. No, <laughs> we don't do the do here. No. Well ladies, would either of you be interested in any fun facts? Only if it's super fun facts, because it's fun fun facts. What she said. Alright. <laughs> well, first up, rotten tomatoes. Uh, Liz, what do you think the critics thought of First Night? Oh, Lord. Are they now critics or 1995 critics? Cause... Probably both. Uh, uh, let's say 60. 60? Okay. How about you, babe? Uh, 42. Oh, 43 nice. with the critics. Oh, snap. But of course, we all know nobody gives a fuck mm-hmm. about the critics. What about that audience? Same, 60. Uh, 55. 54. Are you cheating? What? Are you cheating? No, I'm untapped. I'm untapping. What is happening? You know what it is? It's because I don't care about this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, whatever. It's a number. Pretty much. Well, speaking of 55, Pulled that was that the... Out of my butt. Holy cow. <laughs> speaking of 55, that was the millions of dollars in this budget. Oh, snap. With a U.S. gross of 37.6, but... <laughs> Worldwide gross of 127.6 because it's England. And right. I think we saw a similar thing with the Robin Hood movies when we were doing where it's like, oh yeah, 4 million in the States, but worldwide 220 million. Even though it had Kevin Costner in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Mel Gibson was attached to this project. What? But he decided to do something else in 1995 and that was direct and star in Braveheart. Basically the same movie. Right. <laughs> Nobody's heard of it. Never heard of it. Uh, Terrence Young was supposed to direct, but unfortunately he died during early pre-production. Oh. Um, and it would have reunited him with Sean Connery. Uh, the last movie they were together for was Thunderball! Oh! That's right. Tom Jones, Thunderball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Liz. Uh... So Julia Ormond was paid $350,000 for this movie. That sounds about right. Bastards. Her two male co-stars combined fee was $14 million. Of course it was. But to be fair, conservatively seven and a half. (laughs) 13 and a half with Sean Connery. She's literally in in more scenes than both of them. Like, really? Okay. Yeah. And you mentioned Jerry Goldsmith, the composer. Mm Mm-hmm. He was actually hired last minute when composer Maurice Jarre, who did, you know, Lawrence of Arabia and Dr. Zhivago and all that, uh, he backed out. He apparently only had three and a half days to record the soundtrack. Oh my god. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry Goldsmith, man. Mm, So good. Uh, Let's see. During the final sword fight between uh, Lancelot and Maligant, uh, the blades were replaced with CGI to ensure safety and allow the actors to swing them faster. Uh, When the film arrived on VHS home video, the full frame pan scan version of the film showed frames of the film that would normally be cut by the letterbox aspect ratio 
and the frames revealed Lancelot standing with just the hilt of a sword. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no, I've been exposed! Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Unlike many of the previous Arthurian films that drew to greater or lesser extents from Sir Thomas Mallory uh, and his story from the 15th century, La Morte de Arthur, this film clearly drew from the romances written by French poet uh, Chrétien de Troyes of the 12th century, who actually invented the character of Lancelot. Oh. So, fun fact. And also, Sean Connery had previously been sought for John Boardman's Arthurian epic Excalibur 1981, Woo! which is coming next week, babe. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I haven't seen it. Um, but I'm excited. I, I've heard nope. a lot about yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't seen that. That opening scene's a doozy. Just yeah, saying. I'm ready. Paul loves that movie. He loves, loves that, loves that movie. And I'm like, okay. So. Is it full of nudity and gratuitous violence? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in. Mm-hmm. From, from the director of Heretic to or uh, Exorcist to the Heretic <laughs> yeah. and Zardoz. <laughs> but ladies, what did we learn from First Night? Uh, Liz is our guest. Would you like to go first? I learned that I would not have uh, survived in those times because I am mouthy. <laughs> Girl, same. <laughs> would not have lasted at all. I always tell Steve, if I'm ever kidnapped, uh, they'll never take me alive. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. No, no. I'll be dead instantly. I was telling uh, our friend Brandon and Randy that I was like, yeah, if I'm ever, I'm, I will absolutely be killed for saying the wrong thing to the wrong person. A hundred percent. Right. Or just an ugh, eye roll. Like, get on the ground. Ugh, you can't make me. <laughs> uh, dead weight. You know dead how way. hard it is for me to get back up? I am almost 45 years old. Like, no. Can, can, can i just like can, can you help yeah. me but just... ma'am i have a gun not worth don't it don't care just fucking shoot me and then they win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but do you know how to use it pussy exactly how about you babe what'd you learn i learned that peter finally has a friend who's not a horse <laughs> good for peter oh peter yeah i learned uh the and... ultimate way to ambush a camp is through sheep. Ah, those sheep in that like in that frame were not expecting that shit. Nope, that was genuine sheep surprise. <laughs> These are the guys getting up yelling like ah. There's like fuck, <laughs> like, fuck. You weren't there a minute ago. Like <laughs> I was eating grass. Like how stoned were those sheep that they didn't even notice all those people? <laughs> oh, sheep are not real bright creatures, especially if they have a fresh pasture. Their mind is just on grass. Fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> well, Liz, thank you for joining us here uh, on Everything anytime. I Learned From Movies. So, um, I understand you also have a podcast. I do. I do. We started one a couple days ago. It's fine. Uh, so, yeah, we're Nerdy Bitches <laughs> Podcast, a show where two geeky ladies podcast our way through pop culture. And I've uh, heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Funny. I thought we had some people like you on before, but I think I could have been wrong. Maybe it was Stork and Peacock. I don't know. <laughs> for every steve gutenberg rebel rebel star trek <laughs> how would i possibly know that? <laughs> so yeah you can yeah. you can find nerdy bitches on any of the podcast apps um and then on facebook instagram twitter we're nerdy bitches pod and uh yeah we have uh 
this is coming this is august right so next month in september we're going to be doing our next theme month which is actually going to be a bit of goot timber so. Yeah, it's the <gasps> most wonderful time, time of, of the year. Yes, I've been oh. thinking about doing this for three years since you and I did. We did Zeus and Roxanne on your show, and then we did <laughs> the Man Who Wasn't There on your show. That's right, <laughs> super. What classic. are we doing the Man Who Wasn't There for your show? <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about doing both of those, to be honest, but uh, I don't know that we're going to be dealing with Nature's Pocket on this one, but. Uh, so it will yeah. be all Steve Gutenberg movies for the month. And it'll be fantastic. And hopefully you guys will be able to join us over there for that. So, Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Uh, babe, are you on social media at all? I am. You can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housework. Oh, my gosh. Um, and speaking. <laughs> <Or> house quirk. <laughs> house quirks. I am a house quirk. Now, uh, yeah, find me everywhere, especially over at Etsy, where I have a shop full of amazing things. UntidyVenus.etsy.com. They are pretty amazing. Steve, where can we find you? Oh, well, of course, you can find us at EILF Movies. That's everything, everything I learned from movies. movies on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we got another Podcart Fest coming up on Woo! Saturday, October 9th. And uh, we just had a pretty good one in July where Dana yeah! Gould joined us and lots of other artists and creators. Woo! Uh, and you can find, find out more at Podcart Fest. That's P O D C A R T F E S T. That's a celebration of art and podcasting. Podcart! Yeah! <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I guess uh, until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And I'm Liz. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned, Learned from, from Movies. Movies. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.